I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. men say reaction pod we are joining you after an interesting um match against Middlesbrough where we have lost 4-0 but I'm sure you don't need us to tell you that I'm Eleanor McCabe I'm joined today by Jack Ostwick hello everyone um disappointing after that isn't it horrible debut to be on the reaction pod for but uh... I think that in order to have a proper debut on the reaction pod the first one you do has to be shit I think it has to be after a shit match yeah I'm trying to remember what I can't remember what mine first was but I feel like it was after a shit match I am also joined by the one the only Mr Michael Loft how are we doing Michael I mean, absolutely top of the world. Um, I've got a crippling hangover off last night. Um, thanks for coming to the live pod, by the way, everyone who did. Um, and I'm also very sorry if you've just found out that we lost 4-0, because Eleanor there said um, quite presumptively that, yeah, I'm sure you already know we've got to be 4-0. So if you didn't know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> to be fair, how many pe- do you think there are people who listen to the reaction pod to find out what happened at the match? And if so, there are many reaction pods that I can think of that you must have been very disappointed if you were listening to to find out what happened on the match because we just did not talk about the match on them at all we're gonna try and go through it i don't really know where to start i think do we need to start are we going chronologically yeah or do we start with the big talking point of dan neal sending off yeah um i think that it's it feels shit to say doesn't it whenever you've had a bad game and you've lost that badly to have a go at the ref but it was it was something else today like it was a completely different kettle of fish it felt like for us it was very much like right exactly to the letter of the law anything you do you will be penalized for it and then it felt like he was talking them through it and then the daniel red card just felt really weird i don't know about you guys but it felt like he got out the yellow, almost forgot that he was giving him a second yellow, and then fumbled for his red and got. I have no idea what went on. So, Michael, what what are you thinking about it? I mean, I, I do try and be like balanced and give referees the benefit of the doubt where possible, but I just don't think you can excuse that performance today because it's like you say. I know I sometimes get irritated by people that say like we need consistency because no two fouls are the same. You know what I mean? But equally. There was stuff that he was letting go unpunished for Middlesbrough. And then he was, like pull, like you said, Eleanor, pulling us up for the absolute most minor infringement. And he was getting the yellow cards out as quick as he possibly could. And I think he was doing that thing in the second half. We got a lot in League One, the performative puffing out his chest. I'm not going to be intimidated by this crowd. I'm owning this game. 
and he just, as I say, I don't mind incompetence because you know we all have a bad day at work. But I think, it, as I say, it was a, it was a performance bollocks to be honest around it, but really, really infuriated me. And like, and from the report, it looks as though Jack, um, sorry, Dan Neil said. How is that not a fucking free kick? And there's a big difference between swearing and swearing at the referee. If you turned around and called the referee, you see you next Tuesday, as justifiable as you may think that is, you can't do that. You know, that's a red card. And the directive this season is to clamp down on dissent and stuff, so I do get it. But if he just said, how is that not a fucking free kick? We all swear when we're frustrated. There's a big difference between sworn at... You know, obviously we don't know what's being said, but I just think... Um, no, I, I think you're completely right in it. Like, Jack, I mean... Probably as frustrated as we are, but it does just feel like a bit of an overreaction on the part of the ref. That's what it is. I mean, they've been taught to clamp down on the rules this season of if you get dissented, if you get abused, it's a broken. But as you said, it feels like two yellows, a yellow is a yellow. It doesn't matter if it's the second one, but it just feels so, so harsh. And obviously, we don't know what he's done. It feels justified because he wasn't given as much in the first half. It's just frustration. They're footballers. It, it's a frustrating game. I, I do feel like it was a bit of an overreaction, I think. I mean, that's supposed to be a Premier League referee. It feels like every time a Premier League referee comes down to us, they're just as bad as the rest of them. And some of the horrendous decisions that were going in the second half as well. I, I, I was convinced at the end of that first half that at some point in the second half, one of them was going to be sent off. It felt like, do you remember, was it when we played them in the Prem and we drew 1-1 and we both had a man sent off? I was like, that could that could be the vibe today. We, we could get to that point. And then he came out in the second half and he, he just seemed to decide, oh, Middlesbrough can do nothing wrong. Everything they do is fine. I'm just going to focus all my attention on Sunderland. Don't and, lap them, double down. Wait, exactly. That, that is literally exactly what he did. And honestly, I wouldn't have been shocked if we'd ended up with nine men today. Yeah, uh, in the first half, though, I remember Jack Clark got past Tommy Smith and he, he got past him and played the advantage, rightly so. But then because the player went on so long, it's like he forgot to go back. It's a blatant yellow card. And then he did it with Crooks two minutes later. No yellow card. There's just so many obvious ones. Sam Greenwood goes through uh, Silt on a yellow. Nothing. Nothing given. And it feels like he was almost hesitant for that one because it would have been a second yellow. Whereas Daniel says, and obviously we don't know what was said, but Daniel says that's, that's not a fucking foul. And he's just immediately given one. But for Greenwood there seems to be some hesitation and it it comes down to as well and I think with Clark this was what was frustrating me at the moment is at that time was that the ref's meant to be there to protect your players and you could see as Clark was getting more frustrated some he he was going to slide in on someone or one of them was going to slide in we were potentially going to go like it just felt like there was no protection in place there and I think that's why everyone was just a bit pissed off really like Totally Definitely. Agree. Yeah, no consistency, no protection at all. And he just totally lost control of the game, and then you could like you could see when he gave us like a couple of fouls near the end, and everyone's going mental because it just. I also think he mustn't be a very good person because I noticed that the lino in front of me, the like label, like the tag was sticking out the back of his shorts in the first half. And I thought, oh, surely when he goes in at half time, like one of his mates, like the ref or someone, I'll be like, oh mate, just so you don't get embarrassed. Um, just so you don't get embarrassed, like 
your label sticking out. No, came out in the second half. The label was still very much there. So the ref is obviously not a very a nice person. Referee, a terrible bloke. Yeah, so just, exactly. Let's just, just assassinate his character in yeah. Tylee. He also falls conservative and drowns puppies. You've heard of it. There we go. Right. So he, he doesn't. He doesn't have his mates back. He doesn't protect our players. He votes for the Tories and drowns puppies. Apparently, yeah. um, that is what we believe. Do, shall, shall we go on to the football? Or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, first half, I don't know about you guys, but at half time, I was feeling quite positive. I think we, well, actually, no, sorry. Yeah, I, the, let me just. <laughs> at 45 minutes, <laughs> I was feeling quite positive. I thought we looked like the better team, we looked like the more positive team, and I thought we'll definitely get at least one goal out of this. I think we're going to get a little, po- a little point. I think we're going to get at least a point. And I think. I think most people will probably think that at 45. Yeah. So should we stick with that positivity for a bit? Like, yeah, how did you feel after the first 45 in, minutes? In terms of breaking the game down, we'll go a bit chronological. I actually said to me dad, like, just before we set it off, I said, like, I think this is arguably the best game of football I've seen this season in terms of both teams are playing really good, passing, attractive football. The both. I thought our press in the first half was excellent. Uh-huh. Um, I think we boxed them in really well. Um, but once they broke through the press, our ship, like security behind the ball was really good as well. You know, we didn't just like chase around like headless chickens. Pressed them really high. But if we broke through the press, we still had that solidity, which was really encouraging. I think Ballard No. 9 had very good first halves. And Paddy Roberts obviously had that chance to put us 1 0 up. Um, yeah, and, and, and that, that chance, Jack, like, would that have. Do you think that would have. I know you can't say it now, but do you think that would have changed the game? Um, for there's us? no way to know, even if we're on a red card, there's no way to know how Middlesbrough would have come at us that second half. but that chance he's totally opened them up and it's just the finish it's the easiest bit and he's totally missed it and maybe that would have changed the game obviously you could play devil's advocate but there's no real way to know um, I think if yeah. you're going half time 1-0 up you're like lads just keep it tight but a 0-0 you're disheartened it's happened just before it's hard it's, it's hard a good life because it's yeah. one of them if we go 1-0 up down there's probably not as pissed off so he doesn't like see, you yeah, know, no, you, exactly, you, you know yeah. so, but, but you don't want to go up, like, down that road because it sounds like I'm just Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Trying to paint a pretty picture of what I want to happen, no, you know. Exactly. Um, I think that I think everyone potentially was quite worried when um, Hugh No Huggins, or yeah. I, I don't want to get their names wrong because I got called out for that last time. When Huggins um, went down, I think that everyone was a little bit stressed. He seemed to be walking away all right. Yeah. He didn't seem to. But to be fair to Jensen's like sealed. Had it like in the context of the game, he was he was decent, wasn't he? He didn't necessarily. You know what it is? It's rare you come away after getting beat four 0 at home and have no real criticism about the players at all. To be honest with you, it's a tough scenario to go into. I mean, Millsborough have had an awful start, but I think it's a bit of a false position. They are still a good team, yeah. and I think it's it'd be harsh to critique any of the players with the, the scenario you were put into. I think as well, there's a lot of mitigation because obviously. You shouldn't collapse and lose 4-0. That's not excusable, clearly. And we, that, that mad 10-minute spell between them getting the first goal and after we got the second, we just completely all over the place. We couldn't retain the ball. They were just coming at us at will. However, 
there's lots of mitigating factors. So the substitution Mowbray had to make at half time is a very tough one because he brings off Mason Burstow and again we're playing without a centre forward. And when you've got 10 men, when you've got that ruined our shape and we had no focal point whatsoever. So every time we were getting the ball, we had nobody to even, not even hit a long ball or two, so no one to like lay it into or anything like that. People couldn't make the runs off it because we had no focal point whatsoever. Um, so it was really tough but then if you've got like Pierre Ekwa sat on the bench you've got Pritchard sat on the bench yeah. you know you've got Bradley Dat even sat the, on the, the bench the changes are obvious in yeah, that exa- case ex- exactly so I, I don't envy Mowbray at all but ultimately that sub whether it was his fault or not did kill us really because we just had to say we had no experience to drive us through I think 9 is probably your most experienced player on the pitch at this yeah. point um, and I think what, what, sorry, what happened? You know, when 09 decided he was just going to have a bit of a lie down on top of their player just before Patson yeah. made that incredible save, oh, by the way. I, the I, thought that. That. I thought it was like, I thought it was just um, Kiss Math Crooks or something like that. Yeah. Was, I think what's what happened, they've gone in a tackle. And then Luke's just really, really hurt because you see him hobbling back yeah. afterwards. But yeah. I, and he's I, just I like, really like flop, which, you know, that. like, fair enough. But. I think that I, th- I think that you are right in that you can't necessarily criticise the players. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that it was a particularly great game. I think that they looked quite disheartened. I think that they felt like everything was going against them. And once you're in that headspace, it's it's hard to get out of it. But it's. I think we need to ultimately get to the point where. It's just a shit day in the office. Like, it doesn't... Like, it's not even like we have completely cancelled out, for example, the 5-0 win at Southampton because they only got four. We've... um, At home, Southampton. But we've still got one goal from that. It's only three points. They could have scored one. They could have scored four. Yes, mentally, it's more difficult that they have scored four. But... We just need to take the next two weeks. We've got an international break. Equa potentially back after that. Get players fit and hopefully just go into the next couple of games with just a little bit more something. Just like we had, we had it against Stoke last week, uh, last season. Sorry, and like that was eleven to eleven. Like that was we totally got outplayed. Um, but there, there's you know there's factors down to ten men disheartened players playing out of position. A young, a young team yeah. as well who you could yeah. argue aren't experienced when it comes to games like this. And again, that is not a criticism of anyone. It's just when you go down to 10 men, there is a very specific experienced way you need players to play. And potentially, did they not have that experience today? Mick, I don't know what you think of that. No, no I do agree. I think there was a lot of inexperienced players looking around for that experienced head. And I don't think it was necessarily there. Um, we just had nothing in, in the midfield really whatsoever um, you wanted Corey Evans almost didn't you like yeah. just to I never thought I'd say those words just to, just to talk me through it you know like it's, it's a big ask and I did say after the Southampton game look with this team we'll win 5-0 but equally there will be games where we, we lose like by a heavy margin because it's really difficult when it's a team full of inexperienced heads and then Dan Neil, he's almost somehow become one of our more experienced players and I think he's got great leadership qualities he, um, he coordinates the press really well I mean how many times has Dan Neil nicked the ball high up like in the, in the yeah. opposition's half you know what I mean so it's not just a case of Dan Neil is a good footballer and has gone off he coordinates so much in the team and he pulls the strings so well um, so yeah it's just the one where I think we can go around circles you said it's frustrating it's one of them you've got to take it on the chin and like I think we were discussing like off air Eleanor like Usually, after you've been battered, you want a game on Tuesday. I, I'm glad we don't, because like you say, we've got the two weeks like grace period now, just like 
calm it down, get people's bodies back in, and then Stoke's now a very big game, so obviously the last thing we want to do is get beat off Alex Naylor, you know what I mean? And Lyndon Gooch, which I'm still oh, sad about. I, know, I, still I think sad. I might cry when I see him again, or maybe I'll just like stand there and like pretend it's absolutely fine and just like play it off really cool, like, oh, I don't care that you left us. Um, yeah, I'm still really sad about Sorry, Stoke is a big game, you are right, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll just, yeah, you've just got to kind of talk, I want to experience, and I'm sure the players will learn from it and become better players as a result. It's just really fucking frustrating that it's in a game where we were playing well in the first half, you know, and it's against Borough. And that's not a derby, but... It's a rivalry, on, though. On a, There's a difference between a derby and a rivalry, and it is, yeah. On a list of teams that you don't want to get battered off, Borough's on that list, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, Borough, Leeds, the Mags, I, Stoke, because yeah, of Alex, Alex Neal. And we've, we've been battered by Stoke before, so actually, it's just like we ticking off. Them. Yeah, we're we ticking. You do get over it, and you go on to have fantastic seasons after that. Yeah, and after the Stoke game, we lost one more game for the rest of the season. So, so you've heard it here first. Michael Off is saying we will only lose one more game this season. That is a really brave prediction, to be fair, Mick, but um, I think we'll take it. Can we talk about... I don't know what your guys' opinion on this was, but I found it absolutely, and I'm going to use the word minging, because it was, like, vile, them chanting about, like, Tony Mowbray being a red and all that. I just, it just rubbed me. And, like, Mowbray, give us a wave. No, fuck off. Like, and that's, what on earth are you thinking I there? Know, like, I was sat there, I was like, look at it. Don't do it, Tony. Don't <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, don't yeah. fucking do it, Tony. Honestly. This is again, it was arsed on. They're like, sing about your own manager, lads. He stood right there. Exactly. And also, then, like, at one point, they were singing Michael Carrick's Red and White, whatever they were singing. And I was like, hang on, was it not you that two weeks ago wanted him fucking gone out yeah. of your club and now you've Just decided that he's your best this. mate? Yeah, I mean, I've done that. I mean, we've all done it. But. It's. Uh, it just. It proper rubbed me up the wrong way, them singing about Mowbray. I was like, no, he's. He's our manager, like he's ours. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to think about the fact that he, he used to be. No, absolutely not. But yeah, that's kind of all there is to say. Anyone have any final thoughts on it? Anyone? No, not really. We go again, don't we? Yeah. Look, it happens. You see them results. Every team will get them. We go again. Starting to get pissed again, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, just remember that in the same season we were promoted from League One, we had horrific losses. Not beat six yeah, exactly. We got beat like you. You can't chalk one result up, especially this early in the season, to how the rest of the season is going to go. Um, yeah, we will be fine. It will be fine. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Um, once again we want to thank everyone who came down to the live pod last night it was absolutely fantastic everyone who was there had a really good time um, and it was a lovely way to celebrate 10 years yeah it was yeah. Like, genuinely it was, it was really nice for everyone to be there the lads will be back on Monday to go a bit more in depth in this and probably once there's been some more stuff come out about what went on they might be able to talk about it a bit more but for now from us thanks for listening Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.